Hey everyone, this is Bittersweet Apple Podcast coming to you with another podcast tonight. And tonight we're going to be talking about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift was born December 13, 1989 in West Reading, Pennsylvania. American pop and country music songwriter whose tales of young heartache achieved widespread success in, in the early 21st century. Swift early in life showed her music at an early age and progressed quickly from roles in children's theater to her first appearance before a crowd of thousands. She was 11 when she sang the Star Spangled Banner before a Philadelphia 76ers basketball game. In the following year, she picked up the guitar and began to write songs, taking her inspiration from country music artists such as Shania Twain and Dixie Chicks, Now the Chicks. Swift crafted original material that reflected her experience of tween alienation. When she was just 13, Swift's parents sold their farm in Pennsylvania and moved to Hendersonville, Tennessee, so she could devote more of her time courting country labels in nearby Nashville. A developmental deal with RCA Records allowed Swift to make the acquaintance of recording industry veterans, and in 2004, at age 14, she signed Sony ATV as a songwriter. At venues in the Nashville area, she performed many of the songs she had written. At one such performance, she was noticed by record executive Scott Borshida. Borshida signed Swift to his fledging big machine label and her first single, Tim McGraw, inspired by and prominently referencing a song by Swift's favorite country artist was released in the summer of 2006. Her debut album, And Fearless, the song was an immediate success, spending eight months on the Billboard's country singles chart. Now at age 16, Swift followed with the self-titled debut album and she went on tour, opening for Rascal Flatts. Taylor Swift was a certified platinum in 2007, having sold more than one million copies in the United States. Now Swift continued a rigorous touring schedule, opening for artists such as George Strait, Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw, and Faith Hill. That November, Swift received the Horizon Award for Best New Artist from the Country Music Association, capping in the year when she emerged as country music's most visible young star. On Swift's second album, Fearless, in 2008, she demonstrated a refined pop sensibility, managing to court the Main Street pop audience without losing sight of her country route. With sales more than than half a million copies in its first week. Fearless opened at number one on the Billboard charts and Billboard 200 charts. It ultimately spent more time atop that chart than any other album released that decade. Singles such as You Belong to Me and Love Story were popular in the digital market as well. The latter accounted for more than four million paid downloads. <clears throat> in 2009, Swift embarked on her first tour as a headliner played to a sold-out venues across North America. That year, she also saw Dominant Industry Awards Circuit. Fearless was recognized as Album of the Year by Academy of Country Music in April, and she topped the best female video category, You Belong to Me, at the MTV Music Video Awards. In September, during her VMA acceptance speech, Swift was interrupted by rapper Kyan West, who protested that the award should have gone to Beyonce for what he called one of the best videos of all time. Later in the program, when Beyonce was accepting an award for Video of the Year, she invited Swift on stage to conclude her speech, a move that drew a standing ovation for both performers. At the CMA Awards in November, Swift won all four categories in which she was nominated. Her recognition by CMA Entertainer of the Year made her the youngest ever winner of that award as well as the female, first female solo artist to win since 1989. She began in 2010 with, with an impressive showing at the Grammy Awards where she collected four honors, including Best Country Song, Best Country Album, and Top Prize Album of the Year. Later that year, Swift made her feature film debut 
in the romantic comedy Valentine's Day and was named a new spokesperson for CoverGirl Cosmetics. Although Swift avoided discussing her personal life in interviews, she was surprisingly frank in her music. Her third album, Speak Now, in 2010, was littered with allusions to romantic relationships with John Mayer, Joe Jonas, and Twilight series at Taylor Latner. Swift reclaimed the CMA Entertainer of the Year Award in 2011, and the following year she won won a Grammys for Best Country Solo Performance and Best Country Song for Mean, a single from Speaking Now. She continued her acting career with a voice role in Dr. Seuss' The Lorac in 2012 before releasing her next collection of songs, Red, in 2012. While she remained focused on the vagaries of young love, her songwriting reflected a deepened perspective on the subject, and much of the album embraced a bold pop rock sound. In its first week for sale in the United States, Red sold 1.2 million copies, the highest in one week total in 10 years. In addition to its lead single, The Gleeful We Are Never Getting It Back Together, Swift gave, gave Swift her first number one hit on the Billboard Pop Singles Chart. In 2014, Swift released 1989 album, titled After the Year of Her Birth and reportedly inspired by the music of that era. Swift had already been steadily moving away from traditional country signifiers that marked her early work. I Knew You Were Trouble and the second single from Red even flirted with electronic dance music she called 1989 her first official pop album. On the strength of the upbeat Shake It Off, the album proved to be another blockbuster for Swift, its first week sales surpassing those of Red. It went to sell more than 5 million copies in the United States and earned Swift her second Grammy for Album of the Year. In 2014, Swift also appeared in the supporting role in The Giver, the film adaption of Louis Lowry's dystopian novel for young readers. Reputation, lover, folklore, evermore, midnights and controversies. In 2016, Swift's feud with Cayenne West resumed after he released the single Famous. The song included a lyric which Swift was referred to as a bitch, and she alleged that it was mis mis misgynistic misgynistic I don't know how to spell that word say that word sorry the public spat escalated after West wife Kim wife Kim Kardashian Kim Kardashian released a recording of a phone call in which Swift gave her approval for the line though West made no mention of calling her a bitch Swift's controversies continued as she took part in a widely publicized civil trial trial in 2017 in August after former radio host David Mueller sued the singer, her mother and pr- promoter claiming that Swift had falsely accused him of gripping her in 2013 during a taking of the photograph and thus destroyed his career. She countersued, maintaining that the assault had taken place. At the trial, Swift was removed from Mueller's suit and other two defendants were found not liable as the jury fa- found in favor of Swift's countersuit. Shortly thereafter, Swift released the song, Look What You Made Me Do, and her album Reputation became the top-selling American. American LP of 2017. 2018, Swift left Big Machine and signed with Republic Records and the Universal Music Group. The following year, her former label, which owned the mastering recordings of her six albums, was sold to Scooter Braun, a talent manager whose clients had included Cayenne West. Swift publicly spoke out against the deal, claiming that Borchetta had rejected her attempts to acquire the master tapes that Braun had bullied her over the years. She subsequently secretly tried to negotiate a deal with Braun, but he sold her back catalog to a private investment firm in 2020. Against this backdrop, Swift began re-recording her early material in an effort to gain control of it, the hope 
being that her song, remade songs and not the originals would be sought for licensing deals. And 2021, Fearless and Red, Red Tears appeared. They were the remakes of earlier albums with several previously unreleased tracks. In 2023, Swift released Speak Now, Taylor's version, followed by 1989, Taylor's version, in October that same year. In 2019, Swift released her seventh album, Lover, which she described as a love letter to it. Love itself. That year, she also appeared in musical in the musical Cats, a film adaption of Andrew Lloyd Webber's hugely successful stage production. Miss Americana in 2020 is a documentary about her life and career. With little events known, as she released Folklore in 2020, a departure from her previous pop-inspired work. Swift's eighth studio album drew praise from its introspective and, and restraint, and won the Grammy for Album of the Year. The sister record. Evermore appeared later in 2020. Swift adopted a synth-pop sound for The Candid Midnights, which she described as a story of, her, of 13 sleepless nights scattered throughout my life. In March 2023 marked the Swift's first concert tour since 2018, her sixth tour overall. When t- sales for tickets opened in Ticketmaster in November 2022, many fans were disappointed by technical issues that, and ways that lasted up to multiple days. After two rounds of pre-sales, general sales were canceled due to unprecedented demand. Swift expressed disappointment about the situation, but did not mention Ticketmaster in her response. <clears throat> in December 2023, she was honored with Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Finalists included Barbie, Vladimir Putin, and Sam Altman. The honor came shortly after the music streaming platform Spotify deemed her its most played artist. According to a Bloomberg analysis, Swift is now a billionaire with a net worth of around $1.1 billion. On a Forbes list, list of the most powerful women of 2023, Swift placed fifth. <clears throat> now, bringing bring up to speed on 2024 now, she is being, she, she is an all-powerful woman, and she is shaking up the not only the music industry, but the... the Football industry and also the political industry. Well, the political dilemma, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, the it's it's a little funny because I, before I started listening to her music, I was, you know, I would hear about her through different stories, and I found it funny because most of the stories I heard were about how she was getting all, all this. Uh, not only positive attention, but negative attention as well. And most of the negative attention were was from actually people that seemed, I don't know, they seemed uh, intimidated by her. All these people seem intim- intimidated by her, and a lot of them were men. Men, a lot of men are intimidated by a strong woman, and this, and Taylor Swift is a strong woman. She is, she has my uh, utmost respect because she's not only a strong woman, she's a powerful woman. She's not afraid to stand up for herself. She's not afraid to stand up for uh, those closest to her. And she's not afraid to let you know what she thinks. And that's something to be admired. And that she does it with a lot of... Uh, she does it with respect. And because she could be a lot like a lot of these people that are become... I don't know, I, w- I don't want to say bitter... But they've, a lot of people go in a less positive way when it comes to dealing with the negativity that 
comes back on people, especially celebrities. And Taylor Swift is a, a woman that rises above it. She rises above all the negativity and turns it, everything negative into a positive. And, that, and that's really something. But it still irks me to no end how people talk about her, whether it be regular or ordinary folks or maybe even celebrities that um, seem like they're just a tad jealous of her. I mean, she's a strong, independent woman who isn't afraid of anything. And to be that strong and that positive at, at her young age is really something because a lot of us don't get that courage and that determination until way later in life when you've been through a lot. And yes, Taylor's been through a lot too, but most of it's been positive. And she has shaken up the music world. And she's one of the most popular music artists on the planet. And like I said, her estimated net worth is $1.1 billion. And she's made more than $780 million for her one tour in 2023. And that's just her U.S. leg of the tour. She was so popular, she increased the number of people watching the Kansas City Chiefs, generating more than $331 million in sales for the Chiefs and also hugely boosted the ratings for an NFL game involving the Chiefs. And she's the number one artist and has sold more than 26.1 billion global streams worldwide and has more than 26.1 billion global streams worldwide. And so I decided to check her out and listen to some of her music. And this girl is so talented. She is multi-talented. She's beautiful and she's like I said, she's strong, and I really like some of her songs. I haven't really listened to a whole lot, but what I have been listening to, I love. And I just wish I had half her talent. And I've always loved to sing, but I would never have the talent she does. It's just baffling that how so many people can be awful to somebody like her, whether it be jealousy, I don't know, whether it be um, being afraid of a powerful woman like her, but... With her talent and her popularity and even pushing aside the negativity of that she gets, she there is a price to pay for fame and some of it is not always positive. She's currently she's currently recently had trouble with a stalker and he was arrested twice outside her apartment in New York. Luckily she wasn't home and I'm glad she's safe. And I read somewhere that she could, she has as many as 16 stalkers that try to get at her all the time. One being arrested twice. So I really hope and pray that she has a really good security team that keeps her safe. And I really admire her and her music and her talent and her her just confidence and her and her outgoing uh, personality and her just her utter talent for music and everything she does and she is hugely successful and a lot of people right now are saying are saying they're sick and tired of hearing about taylor swift well you know a lot of it's not in her control um it, the media covers her a lot and like when she appears at the kansas city chiefs games they uh cover they cover cover her briefly at these games and they said on tv that the other day that a maximum she she was shown at a game a maximum of 25 seconds per game and sometimes some of them 
I imagine she didn't even uh, get covered at a game. It's it's all about the media and the and what they like to do, and they're the ones that cover her. And I'm sure she appreciates the the pr- promotion in a way. But also, you got to think about the fact that it's not Taylor out there saying, okay, I'm going to this game. I want the media here recording me so I can get all the attention I, all the attention I can get. No, she's not doing that. The media follows her wherever she goes because she's hugely popular. She's one of the, she's the number one artist on the planet right now. And she's, she's made more than 14 albums and has been on many tours since the age of 14. And it's... It's because of her talent that she's so popular, and the me- it's the, all the media that uh, is doing, getting her all the attention. So, when you, if you're gonna um, say, "Hey, I'm sick of t- hearing, seeing Taylor Swift," don't hate on her, um, because it makes you, s- and it makes it sound like you're jealous. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. Because it's like I said, she can't help what the media does. It's not her fault. She's she's multi-talented. She's popular, and the media's gonna cover her. And you don't. It's like anything on social media. If you see something you don't like, you don't have to focus on it. You can just scroll on by. And if if it's on TV, you can just change that channel. But I personally have mad respect for her. And she is apparently also shaking up the political era or industry drama political drama because that she has the GOP and an uproar uh, and it was rumored that she would support Joe Biden she hasn't done that yet it's not confirmed by her or anyone else so until you hear otherwise it's just a rumor and even if she does that's her business it's her business who she supports and you don't have to agree with it you don't have to like it but you also, but you do have to um, show a little respect and not hate on her just because she supports somebody that you may not like. And she would do, and she doesn't do that to you. So have the same respect for her. And that's all I'm going to say on uh, the political subject, because everyone knows that that can get out of hand. But I have mad respect for this woman and the fact that um, she dislikes somebody I don't like makes her makes me even more of a fan of her but i'm not going to mention that person's name anyway taylor swift is so talented and i've become a more a fan of hers and i maybe one day i'll get to see her in concert hopefully and as a i haven't been doing this podcast thing long but maybe one of these days um i can get to do a podcast where I can interview celebrities and it would be nice if I could interview Taylor Swift one day and along with other uh, favorite artists of mine such as Def Leppard and other bands like Poison all these bands I love but let's we're here to talk about Taylor Swift and see if Taylor Swift were here with me let's see I, I think I would ask her the following questions Taylor Swift when you first started recording um, recording at age 14 and did you ever did you think back then that you would ever become this this popular as you are now did you think that it'd be such a global sensation that every everyone who has ever turned on a computer or turned on a tv would know who you are even if they've never listened to you that's one question I would ask. Um, maybe I would also ask her if there was anything you could go back 
and do over, whether it be one of your uh, songs or one of your videos, uh, which one would you do and why? And I don't mean the re-recording of your older albums because you couldn't get your uh, songs back. I just mean, do you have a song that you would change? Like you might have said, oh, I wish I'd done these kind of lyrics instead of what you did. That, that sort of thing. And maybe I would also ask her, um, if what country or city do you want to do that you've never done before on your on on another tour what what country or city would you like to tour and or maybe and maybe ask her do you ever think about doing another uh, type of um, music genre genre music genre maybe try hard rock or anything like that or maybe try an uh are you going to go back to more of your country roots and do more country style? Or do you want to go back to pop, uh, doing pop albums? Uh, either way, you are multi-talented and you can do it all. <clears throat> Speaking of <clears throat> music genres, I loved you when back when um, you, you were doing that Crossroads tour with Def Leppard. Um, what was that like for you? What did you think of... Uh, recording with Def Leppard. I ask you that because I'm a huge Def Leppard fan and I've seen them 17 times and met them all in person and I just want to know were you a, are you a fan of Def Leppard? Were you were you a fan before you got to record with them? What was going through your mind when you met them for the first time? And maybe I would ask her also where do you see yourself five years from now? Do you, do you see yourself uh, having a lot more albums, have done a lot more tours. Uh, do you want to and speed up your uh, recording of your albums? You, do you want to speed up and have more tours, or do you see yourself slowing down or taking a break? What's going through? What would go through your mind? And if you were to think five years into the future, and I'm not sure I would ask her any of these, but it's just ideas off the top of my head if I was to interview Taylor Swift. I just want to conclude by saying that, girl, I have a lot of mad respect for you, and just keep doing what you're doing, because you are super talented, you're beautiful, and you've got a lot going for you, and you've got a mad uh, successful future ahead of you, and I wish you all the best, and I look forward to your next album. Okay, this is Bittersweet Apple Podcast, and this has been me talking about Taylor Swift, and I don't care if you're sick and tired of Taylor listening, uh, talking about it, talking about her, or hearing about her. I'm a, a big fan now, and this is what I wanted to do. Okay, this is Bitter Eat Apple Podcast, signing off. Have a good night.